0: This is the Weight Loss Podcast with Matt and Courtney, a couple who committed to a strategy and lost a combined 100 kilograms. When it comes to weight loss, you don't just need encouragement, you need a strategy.
1: Well, hello. You are listening to the Weight Loss Podcast. Yes, the Weight Loss Podcast. If you're looking for something else like the Lawn Bowls Podcast, I'm sorry, you've actually found the Weight Loss Podcast. My name is Matt. I am the co-host... No. No co-host? No. I am the second in charge, the vice president, the 2IC, the right-hand man, the employee. With me for this episode is my boss, my employer, my master, my wife, Courtney. Hi, Courtney.
0: Hi. What an intro. Thank you.
1: That might be the best
0: one. Nailed it. Of course you nailed it. It was all correct. So (laughs) well done to you and thank you for that awesome intro. I'm very happy to be here today. Episode today is going to be based all around cardio. So I'm really excited for this one because I think that cardio is one of those things people get confused about a lot. Yes. I think that there's just so much out there in terms of information, information, there's conflicting information a lot of the time. Is a walk classed as cardio? Is it not classed as cardio? Is a hit class classed as cardio? Is it not uh, the length of cardio? All these things based around cardio. So today, hopefully, we are going to smash some of these problems and give you some answers and some solutions. So Matt, why don't you kick us off with how does this go so wrong for a lot of people?
1: All right. I'm actually going to kick it off by saying that actually we're not hopefully going to get this right. We're going to nail this.
0: True. Come true. on, man.
1: Sorry. Come on. We're going to smash this shit out of this. <laughs> so swag mode is on. Check. Now, check. Now, back to business. So where do most people get it wrong? Okay. So let's start by framing what is the problem with how people perform cardio exercise. So we've all done it. I've done it, Courtney's done it, you've done it. There's probably a good chance you're doing it right now listening to us. Maybe. Hmm. The problem that most people have when it comes to cardio is that they confuse cardio for fitness versus cardio for fat loss. Hmm. What the hell do I mean by that? Well, most people focus on quote-unquote getting fit. Yeah. So I'm exercising to get fit. I'm going to the gym to get fit. I'm doing these classes to get fit. The first question I've got is, what in the hell does this even mean when it comes to getting fit? Because obviously the term, when you think about it, the term getting fit to begin with is very loosely applied. Yeah. Because you can be fit for something and terribly unfit for something else. So when I talk about people that are focusing on getting fit, and doing cardio to get fit, they are do- performing slow, sustained, steady aerobic exercise. Like you know a light jog or a, br- a brisk walk or just any sort of aerobic session where the intensity levels are, shall we say, low to medium.
0: Mm.
1: And then what people will do, and I'm speaking here from personal experience, is... As they get better at this slow, steady, sustained... That's a mouthful.
0: It is a mouthful.
1: ...sustained form of aerobic exercise, as they get better at it, what do they do? They do it for longer. And so they keep getting better at it and, and getting fitter, so to speak. So what do they do? They do it for longer and longer and longer.
0: So a good example of that, Matt, might be someone going for a run... They can only run around the block to start off with, but then they find that the block, they can do that quite easily. And then they start going for longer and longer and longer runs.
1: Well, yeah, exactly timing-based. Yep. So that's what I used to do when I was younger. Uh, I used to be able to run for 10 minutes. I then made it 20, then 30, then 40, then 50, building up to 90.
0: Hmm.
1: 90 minutes every single session. Um, and then where people also get this wrong is they're focusing so much on the energy that they're burning during the session, mm. so oh, my cool little Fitbit <laughs> says that I burned five hundred thousand calories during that session. I'm a winner.
0: My watch said so.
1: My, my, the internet <laughs> told me it must be true. Winner, winner. <laughs> um, so you've got these problems where you've got people doing these, these longer and longer slow, steady, sustained aerobic sessions, and the time spent doing is starting to blow out. That's. Okay, can that get a result? Yeah, it can. Mm. It'll get you fit. So, you, you're, for example, if you're doing longer and longer and longer running sessions, you're going to get very, very good as a runner.
0: And you should probably switch over to the marathon podcast now. <laughs> I'd say.
1: Wow. Just putting it out there. Yep, boom. Yeah, turn us off, we're shit. When it comes to the marathon podcast, we're hopeless. Terrible. But no, so they get, they get more fit at becoming a runner. However, the training that we do should be congruent with the goals we're trying to achieve. So, if someone's goal is fat loss or weight loss, which I hope it is if you're listening to this podcast, otherwise we're going to have an awkward moment. The weight
0: loss podcast. A
1: very awkward moment. (laughs) But if the goal is fat loss, wouldn't then the training need to be geared towards that? So, I've just spent the last couple of minutes blithering on about why people get it wrong. I'm now going to come down off my soapbox... And say, what if I could tell you that there's actually types of cardio that you can perform that has been shown in research to burn up to three times more body fat during the exercise? Courtney, could I interest you in three times more body fat being burned?
0: Uh, Yes.
1: Would you like to buy what I'm selling?
0: I'm I'm, I'm all ears.
1: Then get your credit card out because I'm going in. (laughs) Shoot. Okay. So... No doubt you've heard, well, actually, you would have heard of it because Courtney just said it before. Hit training. Hit. Hit. H I I T. Yeah, not hit where you punch your husband because he's annoying. No. But high intensity interval training. In particular, structured high intensity interval training. Now, this is what we call cardio for fat loss and cardio for weight loss. So, hit training, or hit, because hit training is a bit of a. A bit of a waste of a sentence, yeah. Anyway, high intensity interval training was first researched and experimented in 1979, which means it is almost as old as me. Yep, almost.
0: We won't go there,
1: we won't go there, but it was researched as a treatment for heart disease, huh? Yes, did you know that? Gordon? I didn't know that. This is why you're part of the show because yeah. you didn't know, okay. So, it's done as a research or a treatment for heart disease. Now, how does high-intensity interval training work? Well, basically, you're looking at different levels of intensity over short periods of time throughout a workout. So, the theory here is, why spend an hour, 90 minutes, 2 hours, etc., when you can get an even better result in half an hour? Yes. Yes even for some people, as little as 15 minutes.
0: And for a lot of people, that is like, what the hell are you talking about? 15 minutes, half an hour?
1: Yeah, well, It's crazy talk. In terms of the high-intensity interval training, how does it work? Well, it works because it maximizes your work capacity. It primes all of your energy production systems, bear with me, to optimize repeat maximum force output without inducing premature fatigue. What did I just say? It means you can push hard, have a break, push at a different intensity level, have a break, mm-hmm. push at a super hard intensity level, have a break, up, down, up, down, up, down. So these sort of structured bursts of maximum effort workloads followed by a lesser recovery period, shall we say, for even just as, uh, as little as 20 minutes have been shown in research to achieve three times the fat loss compared to exercising at a regular to moderate pace for 40 minutes or longer. So you're talking about getting three times the result in half the time. Hmm. Uh, That sounds pretty cool. How does this work? Well, the high-intensity interval training produces a rather unique metabolic response. So the adrenal glands, in response to stress, will release what the easiest way to put this is called fight or flight hormones these hormones allow more local fat to be burned as fuel in recovery following the hours after your session which goes back to what i was saying earlier in terms of people focusing on longer and longer periods of time with exercise well actually the real magic happens after the session so does burning more fat from exercising less time sound like a winner yeah? hmm Well, I think it does.
0: Oh, it's a huge win.
1: Now, Courtney. Yeah? Can you uh, just shed some light on what your experience has been with cardio training uh, before we met?
0: Well, my cardio training was quite uh, up and down in terms of consistency. But the only training I ever did was cardio training. So I've said before, I never really did any weight training before I met Matt. I just would go in and go straight to the cardio area. Um, I had a real fear as well in um, the gym of looking bad or looking silly um, because, of course, everyone was looking at me. Not, but that's obviously what I was thinking at the time. So I had this really big fear of looking silly. So I would really pretty much just go straight to the treadmill because that was the easiest machine to use for me. Like I knew how to use it. So I could jump straight on and uh, just use it. Sometimes I would use the exercise bike because again, that was fairly easy to use, but never really ventured anywhere from there because I didn't know how to use the machines, I didn't want to look silly getting on a machine, I didn't really know how to use, so i just go to what I know. So in terms of the treadmill, sometimes I would run, might be also considered a jog, but... for a trot? Let's just say run. Um, I would sometimes run, but um, I wouldn't be able to run for very long. Uh, I'd get bored on the treadmill really quickly. So I would do a bit, sometimes even just 20 minutes um, of maybe five minutes of running, 15 minutes of walking and I was done. Uh, Other times I'd go in there and walk for maybe half an hour, 40 minutes. Uh, But again, it was just like a steady walk. I wouldn't actually run at all. So yeah, there was a lot in the not probably a lot of cardio in my cardio training back then. Um, and again, it was really just lack of no structure whatsoever. It was just turning up when I felt like I could. And when I got there, I didn't really have any idea what to do. So I would just go to the straight to the treadmill and usually walk. That's about the extent of my cardio before we met Matt.
1: And what happened after that?
0: Well, obviously once I met you and you force me into the weights room.
1: But in terms of your cardio, how did it change? It became much more
0: structured. So, what else I've... did it become? Shorter? And Actually, shorter or longer depending on which way um, I was going. Sometimes my cardio sessions beforehand were super short, but they were obviously not intense at all because I would just walk. So, they um, they become became much more intense. They became much more structured. I would say uh so i think matt you might have a better memory than me back then i believe i started with two days weights and two days intense cardio
1: yes that's correct
0: uh back then so i would do those cardio sessions on my own uh and then i would do one of them generally in the gym during the week and then one of them on the weekend outside yep yep
1: that's correct and uh, those sessions were a lot harder because I gave you the direction. Well, just so you know, I gave Courtney, when Courtney first started with me, um, you know, you, when you work with someone, you need to sort of get an idea of where they're currently at and where you can make some pretty quick, easy improvements. And uh, the two first quick and easy improvements for Courtney were well, let's get her lifting weights, but also let's get her actually doing legitimate, intense cardio, not this walking on a treadmill crap talking on the phone. <laughs> So I remember having a discussion with Courtney when she first started saying, look, for your intense cardio sessions that you've got scheduled here each week, uh, feel free to pick an activity. Uh, So it could be rowing, bike riding, hitting the treadmill, the cross trainer, swimming, not that she does that.
0: Oh, I hate swimming. Um,
1: But whatever it is, pick the activities and you've got 30 minutes to pretty much run yourself out, Mm. whatever it is you're doing. Um, and structure it in a way that uh, it is the high-intensity interval training where she would be going uh, at different sort of uh, intensity levels over that period of time, um, but just making sure there's uh, quite a few maximum effort bursts through that short period of time. Uh, and that's, uh, that's how she's been doing the intense cardio ever since. Yes. Delightful.
0: Absolutely. But 30 minutes, I mean, realistically, I've said it before, Said so again, why, why work out for two hours when you can work out for 30 minutes?
1: Yep. So I've just, well, we've just spent some time now framing the problem and then talking about uh, the contrast between the slow, sustained, steady, boring as fuck aerobic exercise that doesn't actually get the best result versus the high-intensity interval training that's been shown to get a great result. What now?
0: Well, I guess from here, we would uh, realistically go into how to make this work. So how, how would I make this work for me, Matt?
1: Ooh, The big question.
0: The big question.
1: All right. So what I'll do now is I will give you some pretty easy do's and do nots. When it comes to uh, getting your cardio exercise right, because in the end, we've only, we're all human, we've only got a limited amount of time to dedicate to our training, but we've also got only a limited amount of energy to give per session. So if we're going to be performing our sessions, obviously we want to get the most out of them. For Fair? sure. For sure. For Shizzle, we're going to agree on this.
0: And if you're anything like me, you hate exercise. So the. Sooner it's over, the better.
1: Wait, you hate exercise? I know. You've never mentioned this before? I know. Ever. It's amazing. <laughs> Whoa, mind blown. Okay, so the do's and do nots uh, and how to make this work for you when it comes to intense cardio. All right, the first thing here is you want to focus on intensity rather than duration. Now, obviously, this discussion, as I've said before, but it's worth repeating. This discussion is based around if your goal is to lose a bit of weight slash unwanted body fat, mm. which again, it should be if you're listening to us. Yes. Okay. So focus on intensity, not duration. So if your goal is indeed the fat loss slash weight loss, for some people, as little as 15 minutes, but a maximum of 25 to 30 minutes is absolutely perfect. hmm so, if you can go and do a certain routine for 30 minutes, don't make it a 40-minute routine. Make the 30-minute routine harder. See if you can do more work in the same period of time. Yep. So, if for example, you are running. You see how far you're going to run in the 30 minutes. And next time you run, run further in the 30 minutes or add hills to it mm. or carry objects. Absolutely. Find ways to make it harder. Duration isn't your friend if the goal here is to drop some weight. You also want to make sure when it comes to the do's here that you are moving as much of your body as possible at all times.
0: So Matt, with that, are you talking about doing cardio every time you're not doing weight training?
1: No, I mean in terms of how you are performing the session. So I wonder... uh, Courtney and I have seen these devices. I wonder if you've seen it yourself. When you go into a big gym, there's certain cardio machines where, for example, they just use their hands or their arms, and they're rolling their hands. Yeah. Almost like a like on a, a hamster on a wheel. I mean, I'm I'm doing the the motion right now. No, that people can't see you. Give me run a freaking podcast. <laughs> like, what am I doing here?
0: Uh, I the, don't know how people on radio do this all the time. They. Must- <laughs>
1: Because, because, Courtney, they're professionals yeah, true. and we're clowns. True. There's a difference. But what I was getting at here is you want to make sure that when you're doing the session, you're moving as much of your body as you can. So We're talking yeah. full body movements. Yeah. So yeah. let's say for, take, take, for example, an old sort of stationary bike uh, where you're seated on the, on the chair and the only thing that's moving are your legs. Mm. Can you work hard doing that? You've, damn right you can. Yes. Yeah, absolutely, you can. Will you work a little bit harder if you're doing a session that involves, I don't know, a stack of different burpees?
0: Yeah, burpee is such a good all over body exercise. Everyone hates it. Everyone hates burpees, including myself, and I think including you, Matt, as well.
1: I'm getting better at them, but, but not a
0: fan. they are excellent, as you're right. They're fantastic as a whole body workout because you literally got to use every part of your body to make that exercise work. But that's work. just
1: an example. But as much as you can, make sure, as much as your, the, as, make sure all of your body is moving. Mm. That's the whole take-home message there.
0: So mix things up. Don't possibly don't just do as well the same exercise to, for the I'll, whole time. I'll get time. to
1: that. I'll get to that. Courtney, don't. Sorry. Jump, don't jump the gun. Sorry,
0: skipping, skipping.
1: Don't jump the gun. So move as much of your body as possible at all times. The next thing I want you to do is just to use a a variety of intensity levels. So Courtney and I have this thing we call the IR scale. IR stands for intensity rating. What does that mean? So the intensity rating is a very personal and individual scale where you relate it back to yourself in terms of how hard you are working. So obviously if you are working at uh, a 1 out of 10 on the IR scale, you aren't really exerting much effort. Mm. you might be at a very, very, very slow walk. Where at the other end of the scale, if you are outputting a 10 out of 10 on the IR scale, you're probably about to have a stroke. Yeah. <laughs> you are pushing so hard, something's going to pop. But it is maximum effort. Yes. So the IR scale is a very safe and it's easy and easily measured as a way to push yourself as an individual because obviously it's worth understanding that everyone has different abilities to output intense exercise. So there are certain activities, for example, where Courtney will completely kick my ass mm-hmm. and where what for me is a 10 would be like a five for a Courtney, but there's also some that are the other way around. Would you agree, Courtney?
0: Absolutely. So yeah, it's definitely personal. Like it, it's based around what your strengths are. Really, uh, it can sometimes also be based around how, uh, how much you've exercised, your exercise history, and things like that. But I think that we'll, get, we'll get
1: to that too. We'll get to that. What were we gonna say, Courtney?
0: I was just gonna say that I think that it's a really good scale to use in terms of. Rating your own performance, especially if you're not used to doing high-intensity exercise. Well, it's
1: brilliant as well because it's too easy to get caught up in comparing yourself to the person next to you. Yeah. So how often do you see this in a group fitness class? You're worried about beating the person next to you, but so often you have no idea who they are, what their history is. Mm. They may have been exercising for 10 years longer than you, which means they should whoop you. Mm. You know what I mean? You don't know where they come from, but the IR scale allows you to keep things uh, objectively compared to yourself. So, using that variety of intensity levels on that IR scale is a really safe bet. Uh, The next do here is to vary your activities, vary your durations, and vary your work intervals. So, let's say, for example, all you can do this week is use the rowing machine. At the gym. So let's say you're very, you're, you're doing the row machine. You can vary up, for example, the different work intervals that you're pushing at. Mm. So you might have it where, on one session, you're going a ten on the IR scale for a minute, followed by a one for a minute, then a ten, then a one, then a ten, then a one, like an all-or-nothing sort of thing. Uh, the next session might be more like uh, more staggered. On the IR scale, it might be a 4 for a minute, then a 7, then a 2, then a 10, then a 3. Does that make sense? Yeah. Yeah? I also recommend doing activities you are not good at. Yeah, this is a huge one. Yeah, it is. And it's huge because the body wants to be efficient. It wants to be good at things. When our goal is to drop some unwanted weight, we don't want our body to get good at cardio because then it becomes more efficient and it burns less fat. This is where the variation in the activities, durations and work intervals can be so effective when combined with doing activities you're not very good at. Yeah. And as you get better at certain activities, you find ways to make it harder so you're not quite as good. So I use myself as an example. I am, when it comes to intense cardio, I'm very good at hill sprints. Mm. I've got big, powerful legs. Um, I've done a lot of running over my life and I I can go quite well with that. So if I find myself getting better and better at it, I need to vary it up and make it harder, don't I? Yes. So I'll try and cover more distance in the same period of time increase the workload another way or something else that really affects me that i'm not good at as courtney alluded to before is burpees if i do a cardio session involving a lot of burpees and i'm not very good at them i'm going to expend maximum energy
0: Mm. i think that's a really great point and i think as well like you said matt that that is something that the body wants to be good at things. So it will adapt and want to be good at certain exercises. I think that that's a really important point for people to remember because our bodies want to want to be good at things, but we also want to be good at things. So it's really easy for us, I think, to get trapped into that sense of, oh yeah, but I want to keep doing that because now I'm finally good at it. And I want to, I want to do that one. So we have a human nature as well, I think, to be good at things. So we've got to remind ourselves to push outside that comfort zone. Yeah,
1: and a a simple rule of thumb that I have for my clients or that we have for our clients is that the shitter you are at the cardio you're doing, the more effective it is. It's
0: like a professional term, that
1: one. Oh, (laughs) hey, hey, we're all above board with that. (laughs) Uh, the, The next thing I want you to understand when it comes to making intense cardio work for you is just to keep in mind that not all workouts are equal. You will have some days that are better than others, and that's fine. You're not. We're not robots. We're not going to be able to perform the exact same every session out. Some sessions, you're going to feel like Wonder Woman or the Hulk and just go and destroy it, where the next session, you might just feel like shit.
0: Yeah, I think that's another excellent point to make, Matt, because there's a lot of people out there that don't want to talk about the shit times, they only want to talk about the, the good times. They're only going to Instagram the good workouts. So <laughs> it's, um, it's also a really, really good one to keep in the back of everyone's minds. Yeah,
1: so they're never, they're never the same and that's okay. And the, the final sort of tip I want to give here in terms of making it work for you is to give it your best. Your. Your. Your best. Give it your best, not someone else's best. Do the best you can. Don't worry about competing with the person next to you. Give it the best that you've got. As long as you finish the session and you can say, I went as hard as I possibly could at this moment, you can't ask for anything else. Yeah. Yeah?
0: Absolutely true. So, love that. Let's now talk, Matt, about where 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 to start. How? Where do we start with this?
1: Okay. So, let's say you are someone who has a bit of weight they want to drop. And it's time to get going. It's time to start exercising. How do we make this happen? All right. I'll give you uh, a small little step-by-step process here. Love it. Okay. So, step one, when it comes to implementing effective cardio training into your training routine, well, step one is to set your weight training routine first. Mm. Whoops. Not where you thought I was going, probably. Uh, But understand from a couple of episodes ago with our weight training episode the weight training is the cornerstone yeah of any weight loss or transformation based training program so even though the high intensity interval cardio training is very very good it does not take priority over the weight training ever so step one is set your weight training routine first so you are going to perform weight training on x amount of days per week two days three days whatever Then around those days, you can then schedule in your intense cardio training around those weight training days. Now, the average beginner, I recommend starting at around one to two sessions a week. Yes, start with less, not with more, because you need to assess how your recovery is, how you pull up from the sessions, just how you're feeling, because these sessions do take a toll. If you're really pushing yourself... These sessions should take a toll on you.
0: And if they start impacting your recovery, then they impact your weight training sessions as well.
1: Bingo. Mm. If your cardio training impacts your strength gains in the gym, you're doing it wrong. Mm. So your strength should still be improving despite the fact you are doing some intense cardio sessions per week. Now, I did say the average beginner should start around one to two sessions per week. Uh, That can obviously be modified depending on the individual, but for the average beginner, I do recommend that one to two sessions per week because then over the course of a program, you then have the room to change things if necessary. Mm. Uh, Most people that I've worked with over my career have had a fantastic result doing between one to three Mm. intense cardio sessions a week. So that's usually the safest place to start because then there's room to move. Where people all the time will get this wrong is that they'll start their program doing a stack of sessions each week and where do you go from there? You can't actually scale it up, can you? No. You can't build up momentum. So that's my recommendations and the final one is this. If you are overweight and you want to lose some of that weight, you are going to need to do some intense cardio training. You don't have to like it. You just have to do it. Where a lot of people can really go off the rails with this is that they'll pick and choose certain things that suit them. So a lot of people will like the weights and dislike the cardio. That's fine. I'm one of them. But hey, if the goal is there and the goal is to lose weight and you're carrying a bit of unwanted weight, you're going to need to do this. This is the way it goes. I have to do it still. Courtney does. Mm-hmm. We sure as well don't enjoy it. No. That's just the way it is. Now, on that note, Courtney, I yes. think we need to wrap this up.
0: Absolutely. Fantastic tips there.
1: Because this, uh, this episode has gone for 31 minutes, and if your cardio session has gone longer than this episode, you're probably doing it wrong.
0: Yes.
1: So a simple rule of thumb is to keep your cardio sessions shorter than this episode of our <laughs> podcast.
0: Absolutely.
1: Courtney, that's a wrap.
0: Yes, love it. Great episode. Well done, Matt.
1: Hope it has helped. Uh, host, excellent. Yep. Uh, you can contact us at podcast at theweightlosspodcast.com. Courtney, we're done. High five. Speak to you soon. Bye.
0: Get more free tips. Listen to previous episodes and contact Matt and Courtney at theweightlosspodcast.com.